Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Roll, Monticello. This is Sunday, February the 19th, 2023. This service was recorded on February 12th, the sixth Sunday after Epiphany. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. The lector is Lisa Farley. Thank you to George Tobiason for sponsoring this week's broadcast in memory of Bonnie. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the sixth Sunday after Epiphany. We begin with confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 211 in the front of your hymnal. We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart, We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us and for his sake. God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be on this sixth Sunday after Epiphany with the prayer of the day and you'll find it printed in your bulletin insert at the top. Will you join with me? O God, the strength of all who hope in you because we are weak mortals We accomplish nothing good without you. Help us to see and understand the things we ought to do and give us grace and power to do them. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. may be seated. Let us receive God's holy word for God's holy people. The first reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 15 through 20, with the following preface. The Lord sets before the people of God a clear choice. Life and prosperity will come to the faithful. Loss of the land will be the consequence of disobedience. Choosing life entails loving and holding fast to the Lord. Life in God's presence presupposes the promise made to the ancestors. The reading. Moses said to the people, See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death, and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways, and observing his commandments, decrees, and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you do not hear but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall perish. 
you shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and holding fast to him. For that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 9, with the following preface. Human leaders in the church are not the ones who control ministry. Rather, they are co-workers who belong to God, the one who truly controls and continuously empowers the ministry of the church. The reading. Brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. Even now you are still not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving according to human inclinations? For when one says, I belong to Paul, and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The one who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose, and each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are God's servants working together. You are God's field, God's building. The word of the Lord. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the Gospel. Jesus is spending time with uh, the people who have gathered together and is sharing what we know as the Sermon of the Mount that begins with the Beatitudes and then last week we heard um, challenging the people to be the salt of the earth and the light. Now the gospel changes and Jesus shares with the disciples, you have heard that it was said to those in ancient times you shall not murder And whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you'll be liable to the council. And if you say you fool, you'll be liable to the hell of fire. So when you're offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him. Or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you will be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. 
But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows that you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven or, for it is the throne of God, or by earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, and no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you. We live in a dark world. I mean, you, you, you pick up the newspaper or you turn on the TV. I, I, I think of our dear friends in Turkey and Syria. Lives lost. It's not a safe place. But I can tell you this. We live in a world filled with light. Filled with light. The light of Christ that glows in each one of you. And I'm talking to the choir we're weak mortals subject to sin. We try as we might to be better people, but that sin just keeps clinging to us. We are the target for Satan. He wants you to think less of yourself. He wants to lord it over you. He wants to say you're dirty rag. He'll give you the pleasures of the world if you'll give him his soul in deep darkness. And he pushes constantly on our weakness to cave us in, to shut out the light, the love. Without God, whose light is shining in us already, we are unable to defend ourselves against sin and death and the powers and the principalities that work against this world. God is our strength, our very present help in trouble, our refuge. Our epiphany this day is to be reminded that God is for us, always, and that God chooses life. And if God chooses life, God asks you a question. What do you choose? Left to our own vices and shortcomings, we are nothing but with God's love, all things are possible. Even life overcoming death. In our Old Testament text, Moses is sharing with the people as they look out over the fertile crescent. They can see the land beyond the Jordan. 
And he's sharing with them the message that God has for them before they enter the promised land. It was given to them earlier, but they followed other gods. And they had to wander for 40 years. And here they are, ready to take possession. God has set before us, says Moses, life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey and follow God's commandments, you shall find and have life and live long in the land that I give you. But if your heart turns away, you shall perish, you shall not live long in the land that I have promised to you, says the Lord. There is a choice. But I want you to know this from Deuteronomy 36, which comes a little bit earlier in the chapter than what Lisa read. The Lord your God has circumcised your heart so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul in order that you may live. God has circumcised your heart. I wanted to take time and look that up, but if I can just think about this out loud with you. To circumcise is to alter and change permanently. And that God thinks well enough that he has pierced your heart with his love. We don't go around in this world alone, but yet God does not push God's self upon us. God allows you to choose. God's love and God's light in the kingdom of heaven is already within you. This is where we've been in this journey the last two Sundays. Draw on the strength of the Lord. This is our epiphany. Christ is with us. So having shared this, Jesus sitting on this, on this, and offering the Sermon on the Mount takes a strange turn. Blessed are the poor in spirit and those who mourn and suffer and those who seek righteousness. They shall live and have life. Be the salt. Don't lose your saltiness. What good is it of that if you not season life? And don't put your light under a bushel basket. Put it on the lampstand so the whole house can be lit up and others may see your good works to glorify your Father in heaven. So now Jesus is sharing with us, mortals, you will be tested. Oh, you will be tested. And things are going to happen. But don't get caught up in all of that without reminding yourselves that you have a God who loves you more than anything, who is willing to not only pierce your heart with love, to circumcise your love to him, but he was pierced on the cross. You will be tested. Take the fifth commandment. These are the things that we've been learning in confirmation. You remember the fifth commandment, not putting you on the spot? The fourth is honor mother and father, and the fifth is you shall not murder. Right. They are so smart. You shall not murder. These are the commandments given by God to Moses to give to God's chosen people then and now, today, and all our tomorrows. 
Jesus goes a little further than taking the life of another like Cain did over the jealousy and killing his brother Abel. Jesus addressed that hurting the reputations of others through slander, through anger, through uh, vengeance, and through judgment. Oh my heavens, judgment. How many of us judge? Oh, ouch. Luther in his small catechism offers this explanation of the fifth commandment. We are to fear and love God. No test here. They'll never sign up to be acolytes again. But you remember when you went through confirmation and the pastor asked you questions? You were facing the congregation. You are to fear and love God. It's all about our relationship with God so that we neither endanger nor harm the lives of our neighbors, but instead we help them and support them in all of life's needs. Did I get it right? Did it sound right? Good. We are to serve our neighbor through the circumcised love of God that's found in our hearts. Deuteronomy 36. Murder will bring on judgment. But Jesus says, so will anger against others that leads to unrighteous judgment. That will belong to the judge. And heaven forbid that we are that judge. And if we insult others by unkind use of our tongues, killing the spirit, or by belittling them, we will turn we in turn will be liable, I can't believe this, to the hell of fire. These ways, Jesus says, leads to death, but God chooses life. God chooses life. We must draw on the strength of the Lord. We need to pick up the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Romans 12. Do I have that here? I do. This was not one of our readings, but I want to share this with you. Paul's got it. He understands this. Pick up the sword. The circumcised heart, you have it within you. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love what is genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Never flag in zeal. Be aglow with the Spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in your hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be conceited. Repay no evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If possible, so far as to depend on you, live peacefully with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. No. If your enemy is hungry, feed them, and if he's thirsty, give him drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with all that is good. The same is true with the sixth commandment. Do not commit adultery. And yet, we all do. 
there isn't one person here who has not committed adultery, according to Jesus' definition. If you're willing or unwilling, and with a less lustful eye, look at another. You've already committed adultery in the heart. We're all guilty. Our weakness due to sin is the target of Satan who seeks to bring us down to the pit. Remember, we have a God who loves, a God who forgives, and a God who can take ashes and make new life. None of us are above the law, but we have a God who covers us from the law. We are reminded through the Old Testament and through the psalm today that God wishes not to destroy us but to give us life now and beyond the grave. So let us keep the main thing the main thing. And Paul addresses this in his letter in 1 Corinthians with the very last statement. You know, we can't make things grow. We can't that, that's what God does, but we're invited to plant and sow and water and fertilize, but it is God who makes the seed grow. And God chooses us to be the field and to be the house, the building. That together, whatever gifts God has given us, that we work together in the kingdom of heaven that is already here in and amongst us. One of the things that I enjoy about confirmation is trying to untangle and try to make sense out of these Ten Commandments because we know that we can do not, none of them. And there, yet the one thing that we can do, the first commandment, we shall love the Lord, we shall, um, we shall fear, love, and trust God above all things. And that God has circumcised our heart. If we hang on to that, a relationship with God. And so as I visit with the kids, the students, young adults. They share with me. They see bullying at school. And I ask them, what might you do? Some are not as comfortable to step in and stop it. But they, most of them are comfortable to come and put an arm around afterwards. Or... They will give compliments to people. What kind of world would we be in if people would do those things? That we fear, love, and trust God above all things. It is all about our relationship. And so let your light shine so others may see your good works. Not to glorify you, but to glorify your Father in heaven. Do good. For you have the strength already within you. You have a God who loves you. A God who forgives you. And God's strength is all that we need in this dark world. But we also have a lot of light. Fear, love, and trust God above all things. Amen. Our service continues on page 217. Let us share the affirmation of our faith as is found in the Apostles' Creed. I invite the congregation to please rise. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. 
I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us receive this morning's offering. And uh, the Noisy Coin offering is Keep Wishing, uh, a wonderful nonprofit organization that's just popped up. And so helping others experience good things. Bless you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our service continues on page 220. Thanksgiving for the word. O God of justice and love, we give thanks to you that you illumine our way through life with the words of your Son. Give us the light that we need, awaken us to the needs of others, and at the end, bring all the world to your feast through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I'll invite you to be seated real quick just to go through a couple announcements. Um, you are the light in a dark world. And so there are many opportunities for you to be ministers of Christ. Um, and so I just lift up for you. There's some opportunities yet to help us with Sunday school, and they're coming up very quickly in the month of March. You don't have to be a parent necessarily, just someone who has a love for children. And uh, that includes especially grandparents. Uh, so March 5th, March 26th, April 2nd, and April 16th, we have opportunities to teach. And we do have all the materials put together. Uh, so we did have a snafu last fall. That won't happen again. We are well organized to make it to the end of the year. The other thing to share with you is... Uh, Ash Wednesday is coming up on February 22nd, and so we'll gather together and have the imposition of ashes placed on our foreheads and begin our 40-day journey in Lent. With that, we have some dates open for soup supper, the Lenten soup suppers. Uh, a free will donation will be given to this, and if there are committees or organizations within the church that would like to raise some money for that and be willing to put together soup, please sign up. It's in the entryway. High school students, March 5th is coming very, very quickly. Those who are in the college, send this message to those who are back at college. They can still apply for the Anna Hoosman Scholarship. Uh, it's not just for graduating high school seniors. It's for freshmen, juniors, uh, sophomores, juniors, and seniors in college as well. And so the deadline is coming up very quickly. 
And uh, we have a new council, and just put a note, yes, we scheduled your first council meeting on Valentine's Day. We're going to be doing a lot of shuffling of paper that night, but I, uh, I hope that we will have you out so that you can partake in the activities that you're planning later that evening. Uh, the uh, meeting starts at 7. Hopefully we'll have you out by 8 o'clock. Um, new member class is coming up on February 25th at 10 o'clock in the social hall. If you know of anyone that would like to join Wayne Zion, uh, please send them our way. Have them call the church office. I want to make sure I have enough materials for everyone. And... Uh, so we've got that. The other thing is we do sponsor, Wayne Zion does sponsor half of a, uh, a summer camp event at I Iwalu. And uh, you all started this with camper cakes. I, find, I had a conversation with Gina and I finally got it. You've done camper cakes going way back, haven't you? Way back. And that's the free will uh, donation that's given at fellowship hour. And so uh, we have gathered funds over the years for scholarships at Iwalu. And so take advantage of that. Um, family camp as well as, as youth. I think that's it for announcements. Anything that you all have? We're all ready to go on to fellowship and eat some treats, right? And, all right. Love it. Well, let us stand and receive this blessing. Yay! The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious with you. The Lord look upon you with peace and give you, look upon you with mercy and grace and give you the gift of peace. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734, all rights reserved.